Hello everyone and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends. Could we be any more excited that you guys are listening to this episode? I'm Michael and joining me as ever is my confidant, Elizabeth. Hi Elizabeth. Hi Michael. How are you doing today? Great. Trying your best not to cough and splutter all over the microphone? Yes, sir. Way to go, you. Keeping it in like a trooper. <coughs> Oops. We just finished watching Season 1, Episode 23. Another classic episode, Elizabeth. This really is a classic episode. Totally. This, kind of, this, this episode is a game changer. Absolutely. It's a special one. We'll get to talking about the episode in just one moment, but before we do that, look at you, you're coughing, you're you're an embarrassment to the profession of podcasting. I have had a long day, (laughs) a long week. You can pull it together for like 25 minutes or so, so we can just rattle through this shit. No one can see that I yawned just now, and now everyone knows. (laughs) I'm sorry that I yawned, everyone. How dare me be a human. So we just uh, finished watching this episode. Before we get to the nuts and bolts of the whole thing, because I know you're all about them nuts and bolts. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Totally. Um, There is a question that I would like to ask you. Okay. So this episode does see the introduction to a, a bouncing baby boy into the Central Park gang. Little baby Ben is born. One, our first member of the Friends gang has become... Parent, my question to you, Elizabeth: Which member of the Central Perk Gang would you like to raise a child with? Oh, that's great! Wow, this is gonna sound really, really out of character for me. <gasps> what? I would want to raise my kid with Ross. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, he probably would be the best dad. Why? He does his research, he cares a lot, he's sensitive. Like, he would do anything to protect his child, to give them the best. And that's not to say the others wouldn't, but I think it'd be him. Also, I could totally boss him around, because I would clearly wear the pants in the relationship. Well, I mean, I feel like this is... Talk about character arcs. We have reviewed the last 23 episodes, but I would say that the biggest change in character throughout this whole season is you, Elizabeth. You have changed oh. more than anybody on oh, screen that boy. we've watched. You've gone from hating this guy. I still hate him. You've wished him dead, but you want I him didn't wish him but dead. you want him to father your unborn child. No. My God, what a journey. It, I guess I guess it's true what they say. The the line between love and hate is so, so slender. Get out of here. I don't, <laughs> you love Ross. No, I don't. No, I don't. You want to give him little kisses on his little face. I hope you cut that out. <laughs> Never. You disaster of a person. <laughs> Never. Okay, Michael, who would you want Rachel. Raise? What, just so you can have sex with her? <laughs> well, that is how babies are made. All right, get over. Go on. Let's go into the episode, for God's sake. It's worth pointing out that we're both a little drunk at this stage of the proceedings. Slightly. It's Friday! Woo! This episode comes to you hot off the presses. Normally we record like a couple of days and then I edit and then we put it out, but this... Boy, oh boy, as soon as we hit stop on this, I'm going to start editing, and you should have this within the hour of us talking about it. It's, it's crazy. That's exciting. Yeah. And you can, you know by the, and if you listen to it right when it comes out, 
by the end of that, I'll be even way more drunk. Wow, Elizabeth, it's it's Friday night it's as Friday we record night. this. People are waiting anxiously. They've got nothing, well, nothing else to do than to listen to this Friends theme podcast. Of course, because people night. are like getting ready to go out to the clubs. They're listening to in the clubs. Friends. I think people people are listening to this in the clubs. So this episode, as I said, episode twenty three of season one, the one with the birth, first was shown on American television screens on the 11th of May, 1995. But Elizabeth, are the viewers higher or lower than the previous episode, the one with the ick factor, which had 29.9 million? Do you think we've got higher or lower? As we get to the end of the season, this is a big event. I think that this has to be higher because of the... It says the one with the birth, and everyone's been kind of waiting for Carol to give birth, so I think it's going to be higher. Mm. You can't argue with that sort of reasoning and logic. Unfortunately, I think pe- you've fallen into the classic trap of thinking that people know what the name of the episode is going into it. They're just thinking, oh, oh it's another no. week. It's 28.7. Sorry. I'm never wrong. <laughs> you are more right than wrong, for sure. You've definitely got, like, at least... You're, you're batting in, like, the 60-70 percentage, but... You are wrong on this occasion, I'm afraid. I hate this game. <laughs> well, there's a chance to redeem yourself for the next episode. <sighs> we open this episode as a continuation from the last episode. We open in a courtroom. <laughs> Monica is talking with her lawyer. She is facing 10 to 15 years for statutory rape of a 17-year-old. And things aren't looking good for her. Poor old Monica. Ah, that's not true. She's she's fine. We're just we're just gonna gloss over that misdemeanor. Uh, that's 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 not mentioned in this episode. That doesn't come up. We open in another government building. No, it's not government building in this country, is it? It's uh, it's uh, hospitals are just businesses, aren't they? Yeah, a okay. government building. Yeah, so you call it? I would in the UK because our healthcare is run by the government. Oh yeah, nope, not here. We. Us Americans, we see. Uh, put that tangent. Just stick a pin in that tangent. We open in a hospital. Uh, it was, the last episode did end on something of a cliffhanger. We saw the gang getting ready to go to the hospital. And here they are at the hospital. And wouldn't you know it? They've, they've got there. They've got there before Carol 2.0 has. So they're just kind of standing around waiting for her. Yeah, everyone's there. Mm-hmm. Somebody says something that uh, disgusts Joey and also made you visibly and audibly retch and gag to a point that I thought you were going to vomit. You want you want to share what kind of disgusted you so much? Yeah. What happened? They mentioned how she, how Carol had already passed the mucus plug. I I, I don't understand what that means. So. Are you okay? No, I don't like talking about it. I, so I je- like, I'm not trying to torture you. Maybe she's not held in there, right? There's a lot of like okay. lining and whatnot that kind of keeps keeps everything up in there. Uh, so the water breaks. It's amniotic yeah. fluid, mm-hmm. and the mucus plug kind of. It's like the sack that the baby's in. Well, no, that's the amniotic sack. Right. It's like I don't even know how to say it. It's too gross. I honestly feel like I could throw up talking oh, okay, about it. Okay, then we'll move swiftly on. But Joy was also disgusted by this. Let's just be frank. Everything Can about childbirth. No. Everything about childbirth is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just went. like the classic line from 30 Rock. 
Go on. Why is that baby covered in goop? And Dr. Spichemin says, because everything about this is disgusting. You went through a gamut of emotions in this episode because there's the, the side of your brain that goes goo-goo-gaga for babies. It's actually my pun. ovaries. It's your not ov- my brain. Yes. Your ovaries are definitely working in overtime whenever a cute baby was on screen. And there, there were many cute babies in this episode. Yeah. But also your squeamish little stomach. As a delicate little wallflower of a woman, you couldn't handle any of the, the nuts and bolts of it. So. No, it's disgusting, the whole thing. I mean, ultimately, it's wonderful, and it's a miracle, and amazing, but the process of birth is is horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Well, as well maybe discussed, it, it didn't seem that bad for, for most of the people giving birth in this episode. No, it didn't, surprisingly. So Joy is disgusted at the talk of mucus plugs, someone sort of like... <laughs> Joey, uh, someone asked Joey, what are you going to do when it's your own kid? And he's going to be like, I'm going to be in the waiting room handing out cigars, which... Which is a running joke that we have. We discussed it last episode. Uh, Clearly, I was wrong. 1990s. Not just the fathers were allowed in the delivery room. Fucking everybody is allowed in the waiting room. Yeah, and as Chandler points out, after Joey says that, he's like, what is this? 1950s? Just like I said, I told you. 1990s? Sick burn. Uh, Ross made you laugh for at least the second time this season with a little bit of light-hearted prancing. Oh, well, his prancing. I mean, he he looked like a gazelle that was just born. Mm-hmm. And then the wheel Carolyn eventually, looking very much like the third uh, buffet triplet. Looking very much like, uh, definitely looking a wee bit like Phoebe in this episode. I think because Phoebe's, well, they're both blonde, they both have kind of pointy faces, Mm. but um, Phoebe's had her hair back in a braid like that, in one braid, so I feel Mm. like they look very similar. Yeah. And that kind of launches us into the opening credits. A lot happened in this opening sequence. We actually had to pause and take notes. I know. And when I say we, I mean me. I took mental notes. You did indeed, and and they've certainly paid off now. During the opening credits, we made a bit of a shocking discovery. You seem to think towards the end of the song because you're, you're singing along now. You're loving it. You're, you're you're giving it belters, and our harmonies are sounding pretty great. Dreadfully great. I added in the extra clap, which, as we discussed last episode, is incorrect, but it is in, ingrained on me now. <laughs> but you seem to run into confusion towards the end of the opening credits, no. where like they're singing over and over again. I'll be there for you. Yeah. So, but then for the last two, you sing, I'll be there for you. And you'll be there for me too. No, that's not what you're saying. What do you're I say? saying, and I'll be there for and I'll you be there too. For you too. Which makes you, which, which leads <laughs> me to think that you think the Rembrandts are singing to two different people and. Like, so they, they're singing the song to one person, and then for that last line, they turn to another person and say, and I'll be there for you too, which is not the line. Maybe they're speaking to themselves, like their inner selves. Oh, like a multiple multiple personality No, I mean, they're talking to someone else, but then they're like also saying, but I'm going to be there for myself. But you're envisaging them like sitting in front of somebody and actually singing that song actually, and turning and directing them to different people. Actually, I've never envisioned it at all. You, you clearly have. And you're just putting that image in my mind. Okay, but I nevertheless... I what I hear, Michael. The last line is not, and I'll be there for you too. What it's, is it? Because you're there for me too. No, it's not. There's no cause. It's and all. Because you're there for and me be there too, for you. Elizabeth. 
Who is the expert in this room on all things Friends? You. Me. I'm telling you, it's cause you'll be there for me too. Because you're their we'll friend. We'll see next time and we watch your an episode. Friend. The last episode. We'll, well see. We'll, we'll watch the next one with subtitles on and we'll just we'll just see what happens. And I'll be there for you too. He's just very inclusive. So we the episode opens. Ross and Carol 2.0 and Susan all have a room. And they're kind of getting settled in. She's not very far along in terms of dilation. They stop for like a candy bar. You know, you asked me in the last episode, how is Susan going to sit with me in this episode? Because she's always been very baiting of Ross. She's always been very, like, confrontational towards him. And in the past, I've always thought that she was needlessly being mean to him. Here, certainly in the first scene, it seemed like it was more playful. She was, like, kind of lightheartedly teasing him with a candy bar. As we'll see later on in the episode, it becomes a bit more serious. So, they're going to be there for... For you. No, not for each other. They're going to be there for a while. They're settling in for a long pregnancy. You Rachel... Mean, you, not pregnancy. Birth. Yes. What? Like maybe a late... A laborious... Laborious? What's the word? Laborious. A laborious labor. Oh, boy. <laughs> and you didn't even take any notes. Um, I don't need any notes. I'm amazing at this. Um, they have a cute doctor. Who Rachel has a bit of a thing for. I saw him as a wannabe Uncle Jesse. Don't know who that is. From Full House. Don't John know. Stamos? I know who John Stamos is, but oh. I've never seen Full House, so. Well, you know, he has like the. He's handsome and he has the dark, kind of floppy hair. And he a does the voiceover for How I Met Your Mother. No. Kids. No, no, no. That's not John Stamos. That's uh, Bob Saget. At any rate. Brother. Rachel fancies this knockoff, uh, John Stamos. Mm-hmm. He's all cracking jokes with his ridiculous sideburns and his floppy hair. Very 1990s hair. But uh, yeah, that's kind of her art for the episode. Phoebe brought her guitar because she assumes that the world has to stop and listen to her sing a song whenever she feels like it. Uh, Joey befriends a pregnant single mom who's about to go into labor. Did you recognize the actress playing her? No, well, kind of, but I couldn't place her, and she reminded me of Connie from The Mighty Ducks, but older. Okay, yeah, 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 I see what you you got there. Uh, Is uh, Leah Rumini, who prior to this uh, starred in a couple of episodes of Saved by the Bell, and after this she starred in King of Queens with um, Kevin James and Jerry Stiller. I never watched either of them. But she did look familiar to me. Right. Yeah, she's, she's, she's around. Like, she pops up in sitcoms all the time. So Joey befriends her. Very unconvincing. Very unbelievable. Because they, like, argue over basket. Is it basketball? They argue over yeah. basketball. And she's, like, teasing him for, like, in the Knicks. And, she, and he's like, who do you like? And she's like, the Celtics. Woo, represent. But she's a New Yorker. So? No New Yorker is going to support the Boston Celtics, Elizabeth. Maybe. You think anybody from Boston is going to be supporting the New York Knicks? Maybe she grew up in Massachusetts or had a parent who really liked the Celtics. And... She had a very thick Jersey accent. Okay, well then Jersey's in New York or Massachusetts. It's basically New York. No. All right, well, whatever. 
I, I, I thought that was the most unbelievable part of this entire episode. It's like the people who are from Connecticut and choose to like the Yankees instead of the Red Sox. Mm, when they really should just be supporting the Hartford Whalers. If anything, of course, yes. That's what I was going to say. You took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he befriends her. She is on her own, so Joey kind of pals about with her and helps out. Chandler and Monica... Well, Monica goes baby crazy, basically. Her ovaries kick in. She's 26. There it is. Oh, boy. Prime time. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's like, I want a baby. I don't have a boyfriend. Everything's going terrible. And Chandler, like the gallant, chivalrous knight in shining armor that he is... Makes a deal with her. The good old-fashioned friends packed that if you're still single and I'm still single, by the time you're 40, we'll get together. Why do you talk about it like it's not a real thing? I mean, I know it's a real thing. It's just, it never happens. You don't have a gal pal that you do that with? No, never. I have two. So one of my friends and I made a pact for when we were 30. (laughs) Which is ridiculous. Well, we really got along. We would have been great partners. It sounds like you guys should just get together already. And the other one was 40. 40 is reasonable, but like, do you think that anybody who has ever made that arrangement with someone has then followed through on it? No idea. But it kind of, like, it wouldn't be the worst thing. So you're together and you're really good friends, but also maybe you could be with other people. That just sounds ludicrous. (laughs) Well, my two friends and I had this great deal, and who knows, maybe we would have done it if I hadn't decided to settle down. I just think it, it, it's a very sort of typical movie and sitcom trope, um, but, and yes, apparently it does happen in real life. Well, it happened in my real life, and I didn't actually end up with those people, but still. Not yet. Never know. It's true. It could still happen. Could I, I still think that making that deal at... For 30 is pretty pessimistic. You could meet someone at, like, 31 who's, like, the love of your life. Yeah, but at the same time, we probably made that deal when we were, like, 19 or 20. So 30 seemed very far away. <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels very far away to me right now. <laughs> Aww. Does 40 feel better? Does that feel closer? It's like the icy hand of death on my shoulder. Oh. So... Ross and Susan are not getting on at all. They are arguing in front of Carol 2.0, and it is not good for the baby, Elizabeth. Is that right? You know about babies and what's good for them? Well, I don't think they want. As a man, I imagine you would know. They don't want to be born into a stressful environment. They don't want that shouting and that hostility is the first thing that they encounter when they come into this world. Good thing that Phoebe told you that in that in this episode. We'll get to that. Spoilers. They bicker over a name. Apparently, the girls want to call the boy Jordy. Jordan, probably, and Jordy uh, for short. That's not shorter. That's the same amount. Of well, it's just like cuter. Uh, Cutesy. Agree to disagree. Carol just gets very frustrated by them and basically kicks them out. She's like, "Get out of this room, you guys! Trying to have a baby here. Can't be bothered with this. Get out of here." That's pretty much how it happened. That wasn't a clip that I just played you. That was just me recounting it. Can we so, hurry this along? It's a classic episode. We have to get through it. Uh, Rachel, in an effort to impress the doctor, go, goes home and changes into something a little bit nicer. She puts on a nice little black dress to show a bit more skin, but the shoulders, a bit of the, a bit of the cleave to impress the doctor. 
Because he definitely wouldn't be busy with delivering many babies <laughs> at that time. No, just one. Just one. Just the one, yep. That's, yeah, one doctor per pregnant person. I think that is, that that was how the 90s was. Definitely. Haven't you seen Father of the Bride? I have. You know I have. It's a great movie. And it's not true. I don't remember that part specifically. No, because remember... Are you talking about Father of the Bride Fa- Part 2? Yeah, Father of the Bride Part 2. Mm. Spoiler alert. that once. Two babies being born. Well, yeah, because she goes into labor, the mother and the daughter, same time, right? Because mm-hmm. one of them is born a little early. And then the the doctor, she decides to be there to deliver them both. And I wonder if it's a matter of she it's in the same family, she wants to do that, or they didn't have enough doctors at the time, or she, she was on call. Like, I don't know. I love how you asked just a minute ago to speed this along, and here you are now recounting basically the entire plot of Father of the Bride Part 2. <laughs> But it's a really good movie. Those movies are so good. Yeah. I mean, the Martin first one. Short, excellent. Mm-hmm. And, uh... B.D. Wong. Fuck yeah, B.D. Wong. No, no, um... And Steve Martin. Ugh. And, um... Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. They're all so great. It's just, they're... Those are beautiful movies. They're very good. And that house <laughs> on, on that street is literally exactly what I've always pictured myself living in. Please say more things about what you like about Father of the Bride Part 1 and Part 2. Everyone go watch that movie and report back. At Friends Pod. Okay. Kieran Culkin, he's pretty great. Oh, yeah, Macaulay's mm-hmm. brother. Eugene Levy pops up in the sequel. Good times. Buys oh, the house from right. them. Mm-hmm. Who, with who? Carmen Electra or some I, person I that looks I don't remember, like, but They're all very I similar to I me. very much doubt it's her. I don't know. I don't know people. All right. Shall we get back to this episode? Okay. So, Rachel's trying to woo the doctor. Joey is hanging out with this pregnant woman. She goes into labor. Uh, they bring up the fact that Joey is 25 years old. Again, just like last episode, you were having none of that. Of course not. You think, what, 30? Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think he looks older or younger than Monica? Same age, or he's slightly younger. Okay, so within the context of Monica being 26 and her 25, that kind of checks out. But really, it's more like 32 and 30. Mm. Well, I looked it up, because um, I know we talked about it last episode. You did? Courtney Cox is two years older than David Schwimmer. Oh. I don't know how old they were at this point in time. But... Oh, I'd be interested to know how old they actually well, are. Well, there's no way of checking. So he kind of talks her through it. He gets put on the phone with her mom. Uh, and, yeah, they seem to be bonding. He seems to be helping her through this difficult time, because apparently the father is not around. Right. Ross and Susan take their argument to the hallway where they just basically start yelling at each other. Can't really remember what they were saying. But Phoebe intervenes and kind of pulls them aside into a janitor's closet and yells at them. She sort of talks about that stuff that I was laying down earlier, the the sort of basics, you know, kids don't want to hear, like, this aggressiveness being brought into this world. I'm glad Phoebe and I are on the same page with that. So true. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so she gives him a little pep talk, like, get it together, basically. She does not like using her voice like that. Right, and unfortunately, she brings him into the janitor's closet, as you'd say. Mm-hmm. Close the door, and guess what happens, Michael? Oh my god. The door is locked. They him. are locked in as Carol is in labor. Mm-hmm. Now, why... Why would a janitor's closet need to be locked automatically from the inside? 
From the inside. Just to know. stop those brooms from escaping? <laughs> I mean, from the outside it makes sense if people don't, like, steal the items or whatever in there. But from the inside, mm. it doesn't make any sense. It represents a real nightmare situation for me, Elizabeth. It does? That's, like, my worst nightmare. Getting stuck in a closet? With Phoebe and her guitar. Hells yeah. Mic drop. I'm done. She would. Roll the credits. Now, 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 now. See you next time. She would sing you to sleep. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, she would. So they're trapped in the closet, much like our Kelly. Closet. They're trapped in a closet, much like our Kelly. Carol 2.0 has certainly changed her tune when she starts, when the baby starts coming. She's like, where are they? Where are they? I'm like, you just kicked them out of the room like five minutes ago, love. Yeah, but she didn't know she was going to have to start pushing without well, them. You'd think you'd want your, your the love of your life and the father's ba- the baby's father. Well, as we debated just a minute ago, maybe she wouldn't want them both. Uh, but but n- never mind, because Ross's direct family and closest friends are there to fill in. God, what is that? <laughs> right? What is that? That yeah. is weird. She's uh, she's uh, basically pushing, and they're all there. Not her friends. Ross's friends mm-hmm. are all like around her spread legs. Mm-hmm. It is so weird. So weird. So it's those four, and the cute doctor, and also a another nurse. Yeah. Like an older nurse, a female nurse, who was also present when Joey's friend was giving birth as well. Don't want to give too much away, but look out for her, Elizabeth. Something tells me we might see her again. Mm. Just remember that. Okay. And all of you remember that as well at home. So that's happening. They're trying to get out of the closet. I dare say you could kick that door down pretty easily. I don't know. You don't know what it's made out of. Or you could at least knock on it. It's a hospital hallway they were knocking on it they were shouting for help how is someone not walking by and hearing that don't know all right well they eventually get around to giving phoebe a boost up into the event in fact no sorry i'm getting ahead of myself they continue to argue in in the cupboard they argue over the baby and like who's looking forward to the baby coming the most and and all these things and then phoebe kind of puts things into perspective for them both. She's yes, like, she does. I, her dad left when she was young and her mum killed herself and her stepdad went to prison. So she never really had anyone looking out for her. But this baby's going to have three loving parents looking after her. And she was like, oh, how lucky. Yeah, she's basically saying, look at you, you're fighting over who gets to love the baby the most. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be multiple people getting to love this child when some people don't have anyone. True. Did we... I find I know Phoebe's backstory very, very well, obviously, having watched this over and over again. Did we know this about Phoebe before this episode? No. She hadn't mentioned any of that before? Maybe the thing about her mom, but other than that, I didn't know anything else. Yeah. And again, I've only seen the first season, but I don't remember the episode, so yeah. It becomes more relevant as we go along, but yeah. Um, Yeah, Phoebe has a pretty troubled backstory. Hmm. Interesting. I look forward to hearing more about it as we go along. Me too, because she's my fave. I know. She's like your BFF. Totally. And Phoebe to the rescue. She dons a janitor's jumpsuit for some reason. And then gets put in the vent to try and escape by Susan and Ross. And just as they hoist her up into the vent, 
uh, janitor comes and lets them out. So they rush to the delivery room with all the friends and and Carol 2.0 as she's about to give birth. Well, they leave Phoebe in the vent. They do. They leave her dangling there. Yep. The nurse kicks everyone out of the room. Thank for her. Honestly. Should have done it a long time ago. Probably shouldn't have let them in the room in the first place. Well, honestly, Rachel's like all up in the doctor's biz, like touching his stuff. And he's like, I'm, I'm trying to like bring a life into this world. Well, at that stage, she's kind of been put off the doctor a little bit. Yeah. Because the, do- <laughs> the doctor is like talking about, yeah, it's hard for me. Like, girls usually complain like that I'm not, not that into them when I'm dating them. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well... You're a waitress. Do you ever get home at a long day at work and think, oh, I just never want to look at another cup of coffee as long as I live? So that's what it's like for him, delivering delivering babies. I can see that. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a sad life for, like, a male gynecologist. OBGYN. Yeah, well, whatever. It's different. Yeah, I know. Oh, Oh, you do? Mansplain well, to me. Mansplain to me. I know. No, I don't need to, you know. But oh, I, okay. I don't know. I knew he wasn't a gynecologist. I'm, I was just, I couldn't think of the term for what he was. So anyway, she's been put off mm. him at that point. But they all get kicked out of the room. And the baby gets delivered. Ross decides to go down and get a, a good view. He goes down to, to view the baby coming into the world. Imagine it's a pretty interesting thing. Sight that he saw. Interesting is a polite way to put it. Well, I mean, that's kind of special. Like, if someone can stomach that, Mm -hmm. I bet it is pretty incredible. I did once see a dog give birth. You did? Yeah. What was that like? Like, it is, like, pretty indescribable to kind of just see the production of this brand new life. You're just like, what the? Like, it was, like, gross and spectacular at the same time. It's probably any childbirth or any mm-hmm. animal, any birth. Yeah. So the baby is born. Ross did have that, uh, have the view of the of the baby coming into the world. But perhaps with an even better view was Phoebe with a bird's eye view as she watched from the air vents. <laughs> and she was there to wish them congratulations. And the baby was born and they decided to name it Ben after the name that was on Phoebe's uh, janitor jumpsuit. Yeah, that's what Susan says that they were, that's what they were away doing, deciding the name of the baby. And luckily, Carol likes the name as well. Yes, so we have baby Ben. Don't know what the last name is, don't think they ever settled on it. Probably Geller or something, something. Yeah, we don't know. Whatever Carol and Susan's names are. They didn't get into it, and it's probably for the best. And yeah, that kind of wraps it up. The gang come in and meet the baby, and... Monica is in awe of it, and Phoebe says the baby looks like Susan, <laughs> and which is a good joke, and um, yeah, kind of roll credits. I didn't like the end of this, Michael. Oh, with the kind of like overhead shot of the baby. It's like Ross talking to the baby from the baby's perspective. Yeah, and it's cute with, like, with Ross doing it, because he's like the dad, it's sweet, but then they, all the friends game come in, and they're making faces just kind of staring and they're commenting on how the baby's not doing anything and is this how it's going to be and they kind of get bored after a couple of minutes of it but you as the audience member looking at it as the baby's point of view it just is, it's terrifying they're all just staring at you a lot i didn't like it terrifying yeah i wonder if that's how baby ben felt i wonder yes indeed 
and that yeah that just about wraps it up uh, I know I use the term pretty much every time, but I think this was a classic episode, Elizabeth. This was a, an important episode. We saw we saw the introduction of a of a baby into the friends world, and 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 dare I say, the gang grew up a little bit today. I think I mm. think they all grew up a little bit. I mean, it definitely opened Monica's eyes as to well, what mm. am I doing with my life? Because now one of us has a baby. How do you think a baby will change the group dynamic? I think people might think twice about things before they might do it. Mm, interesting. And especially Ross, like he'll, his decisions will have to make sure he's ma- making them appropriately because now he's a dad and he has to think about another life. But I don't know if the baby's actually going to be a part of this and if th- there's going to be you know an actor or whatever that grows up with the Friends mm. gang or not. I have no idea. And I don't know if... You know, Carol and Susan will stay together, or mm. I have no idea what happens. Yes, these are all questions that you're going to have to find out as we go into the mysteries of season two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Before we finish up, I want to read you something that I got off of IMDb, and I don't want this to turn into something like uh, an episode of How Did This Get Made, where they just read people's funny reviews of, of uh, the movies that they review, but I thought this was pretty ridiculous it was um there's basically a section where um the users of imdb can write their own reviews of the show so i want to read you this person's review of this show and i want to get your thoughts on it okay Mm -hmm. so it's a one star review it's one out of ten so this just for this one episode for this one episode and 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 they get pretty specific but also the the title of the review is monica is going to kill phoebe buffet So let me read this to you. In the end of this episode, Phoebe makes a very inappropriate comment that I believe the writer should never have added to the script. I know they were going for funny, but the look on Courtney Cox's character, Monica, was like, OMG, seriously? How stupid of a bitch can you be? Once Ross told everyone that his son's name is Ben, Phoebe, with no regards to who she would offend, said... Susan, he looks just like you. The look on Monica and Ross's face was like total, and this is in block capitals, anger slash embarrassment slash disgust. I never liked this ending of Friends because of that comment, and Lisa Kudrow should never have said those lines. It was totally out of Phoebe Buffay's character. What do you think of all of that? I think that's ridiculous. I think that 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 line is perfect for Phoebe. Of course, if anything, she's being like, you're one of the family. The baby looks like you. But like Susan, who has no... Yeah, because it doesn't matter at that point. (laughs) She's trying to, like, include her. But, like, at the end of the review, it's like, the person blames Lisa Kudrow for saying it. Yeah, like, like... she decided, you know what, my character's going to say this, so... Oh, boy. There, There is a bit of a funny, like, because I noticed it as well, like, before I'd even read that, I noticed in the episode, like, Courtney Cox does give her, like, a, a, a little look. I'm but sure it... that was the director said, yeah, like, make sure right. you, you respond to <laughs> oh this, like, react to this, but freaky. Uh, that was but, so Like, good. who has the time on their hands to write things like that? says the person that is taking the time to record a podcast after every episode (laughs) good point and with that we shall wrap it up that is the end of season one episode 23 did you enjoy the episode elizabeth yeah i think that's the most important thing it was quite good a lot happening Mm -hmm. i i I don't remember this episode very well at all but i am surprised that there was so much of um 
everybody like everybody had something to do in this episode like well Chandler and Monica maybe not so much but like Phoebe had her little thing Joey had his little moment it should be said we didn't even wrap it up with Joey but like he went to bring balloons to the the woman that had given birth and then he found out that the the father had kind of turned up and they had a happy ending and he left with the the balloons but uh, yeah he had something going on Rachel had a little thing going on Phoebe got to play like mediator for Susan and Susan and Ross so yeah there was a lot going on I thought it was a good episode yeah it was good our next episode is the last episode of the season what you excited for that yeah it's all coming to a head what the hell is gonna happen I'm excited before we record it, and it is going to be out in a couple of days' time, but before we record it, I want you to think back over the season, because when we're done with the episode, I'm going to ask you a few questions that are going to get you to reflect on the episode. So okay. I want you to take some time to think back over the episode, some things you liked, some things you didn't like, because you're going to have to give your thoughts and kind of summarize the season as a whole as All we right. go forward. Sound good? I can do that. Awesome. So that's going to be out in a few days. Uh, look forward to that. As it stands right now, we don't have enough votes that we're going to record the whole of season two over one weekend. But that could change. Thank God. We are going to take a week in between the end of season one and the beginning of season two. So if those votes come in, then we'll we'll have to do it. But as it stands right now, we need a lot more votes. And again, if you want us to... In fact, I'm going to invent a poll on our Twitter. I'll, I'll put a poll up and it'll run for a week and it'll be like do you want us to review um, do you want us to review the whole of season two over one weekend? But rather than it just being a yes or no, I think it would have to be we have to get like 50 votes on yes for it to count. So even if yes gets the majority, uh, we, we won't do it unless it's like 50 votes. So We'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, it probably won't happen. But uh, we're setting ourselves... You've crossed your fingers. You do not want to watch 24 episodes over one weekend. It's not a matter of just watching them, because I could do that in, like, a day. Be like, sweet, let's binge watch. But it's a matter of recording, then watch, then record, then watch. I think if we started on, like, a Friday night, got, like, four episodes done on a Friday, that would set us up quite nicely into the Saturday and Sunday. It'd be, oh it'd be hell. Yeah. Oh, I really hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> So that just about wraps it up. The next episode, and indeed the final episode of the season, episode 24, is the one where Rachel finds out. Finds out what? Well, who knows? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I know. (gasps) I can only imagine. Well, it's a little bit of a giveaway, isn't it? Well, like, can I say? Well, let's just just leave it lying. There might be some people that have never seen it before and are watching along at home along with us. Okay. We'll we'll leave it for them, but if if you've seen it before, you probably know what's going to happen. But that's the next one that we're going to talk about. It will be out in a couple of days' time. Until then, we do want to thank you very much for listening. Your continued support means an awful lot to us. If you want to support the show, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can give us a follow on Twitter at friendspod and if you give us a follow then be sure to just drop us a line and say hi because we always enjoy uh, chatting friends on Twitter with all of our listeners and if you do want to help us reach a larger audience we would nudge you in the direction of iTunes where you can subscribe to the episode so you never miss a new episode when it's released and also leave us a nice friendly positive review because that will help us reach a larger audience Until then, and until next time, Elizabeth. Michael. Cheers.
to friends. To friendship. Friendship.